somehow, even though there's only male dinosaurs here, somehow there's going to be another dinosaur born. And sure enough, there was. It's very similar to that. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you this evening? Yes, it is evening. <laughs> it is evening. When this is lit, it's evening. Q&As often take place in the evening. Yes, and yeah. I don't really know when or why that began. I think Q&As are better performed in moonlight. <laughs> in moonlight. Yeah, there's sort of a, an air of mystery and, and intrigue. Okay. And, and horror. <laughs> Well, on that note, shall we get started? Yes. Hopefully not too many horror stories ahead. Mm, Hopefully. This first question is from Anonymous. Dear Shandy, my husband and I have been married for more than six years and have been together for almost 10. I would describe our marriage and partnership as happy and healthy. Honestly, no complaints. (laughs) What? No dig about it being... next question. (laughs) Okay. I met this guy at the gym, I attend group fitness classes, and we have occasionally worked out next to each other. We have chatted rather briefly, and it's usually just passing comments about, wow, that was a great workout. (laughs) She she sounds like she could be a beast. (laughs) We haven't flirted once, but for some reason I cannot stop thinking about him. I've had a couple of inappropriate dreams about him, and I find myself fantasizing about him. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking I'm not letting you go to the gym by yourself anymore. (laughs) What's going on with this? This is the second one we've had. Oh, a gym thing? Yeah, we had. No, but the other one, she wasn't in a relationship. Yeah, but she might as well have been. She was going to do the same thing. (laughs) This is a callback to a previous q and I'm going to link it above because some people might not know what we're talking about. Yeah. The gym beast thing. Yeah, there was a, anyway. And it, it was a good one. Anyway. It was good. I really don't know this guy very well. I just know he's single, attractive, and easy enough to talk to. Mm. I haven't said anything about this to my husband because I feel so guilty, but then I rationalize with myself and think that it's not a crime that I find someone else attractive. What are y'all's overall thoughts? My goal is to no longer fantasize about him, but does the fact that I can't stop myself mean anything? Anonymous. Hmm. I always love an excuse to say (laughs) y'all. <laughs> or y'all, what, what did she say? What are y- y'all's thoughts about this? Y'all's thoughts. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah, I like I like y'all. Yeah. I wish that I I can't say y'all now. Yeah, obviously, because I sound like a fool. Mm-hmm. But I wish I had started life saying y'all. I wish y'all was a thing I said. There have been times where I wish I could say y'all just from a clarity standpoint to make it clear that I'm talking yeah. to. Plural. Y'all is actually a, a word that should be in the English language. Absolutely. there's no English and word And I do think it y'all. probably is, but it is just such a cultural thing. Like, it, it doesn't belong to us. There York. needs to be a plural you. Yes. And y'all is that. Yes. And it's done well. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Do you have thoughts on this? I well, th- first of all, she should not feel guilty. No. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not at all. They, all they've had is this in passing. That was a great workout conversation. So, oh, anonymous. Just enjoy a, a good, innocent sex dream about someone else is great. You know, you know what her crime here is? Uh-huh. Being a human being. Meaning? This is what humans do. Oh, yeah. They fantasize about people that they... Yeah. yeah. Like you think every happily married person has never had a fantasy about yeah. some buff guy at the gym? Yeah. Anonymous... You you are just normal. You know what this means? This is another one of those questions. 
You have a very good marriage. <laughs> you were right. She was right. Yeah. No complaints. Yeah. When you write into a podcast worrying about the fact that there was a hot guy at the gym <laughs> who you had a little fantasy about, that means you have a good marriage. Yeah. That's the answer to your question. Mm -hmm. Fantasize away. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like she was just looking for a reason to write in. Yeah. I seriously, yeah. Was this just the, you just <laughs> wanted just to be on Dear Shandy. You knew that we weren't going to give you a hard a time about question. this. This isn't a real question. It's not a real question, but it's a good one. Yeah. It's Fantasize good. away and enjoy. You know what it is? It's a good, bad question. It's a question that shouldn't be asked. You shouldn't have to worry about this. Yeah. But it's a good question to talk about because I think this is a, a very pervasive issue mm -hmm. In America or anywhere. Mostly America. Mostly America where it's a little repressed and it's yeah. very looked upon. Well, like no, in Italy, like, you can be like, I have five mistresses. <laughs> I fantasize about all their women as well. It's no big deal. <laughs> Is that your Italian accent? I started with a, a nondescript, possibly Eastern European or Italian, and it just kind of became crap. But that's not the point. Yes. The point is, is that there's nothing wrong with fantasizing. As a matter of, a matter of fact, it's unhealthy if you go through an entire life of being married and never once see another attractive individual and have a tiny little fantasy, it's, it's weird. It is just so American to think that you can spend 10 years with someone and be like and feel guilty about finding someone else attractive enough to have a it's sex ridiculous. room about that. But it's just so American. It's like monogamy, monogamy, monogamy. This I, is what a happy marriage looks I, like. I you literally can never fantasize about someone else ever again. Today. I ha no, not today. Yesterday, yeah. I had a, a, a fantasy about a girl I saw. Oh, okay. <laughs> yesterday, and and like last week, who I think it? I had another one. Who was it last? I week? have one every week. Who was last? Who was yesterday's? <sighs> was it just oh, someone on the street? Was it? it was someone at the gym. Oh, okay. it was someone at the gym. The gym is a dangerous place <laughs> to go when you're married. You can't go by yourself. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, she was. I mean, there's people doing all these stretches and yeah, poses. And they're wearing what am spandex. I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, that's everything. There's nothing left for the imagination. Mm -hmm. I see all the things. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, oh, I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. No, I anonymous. Just enjoy. enjoy. Do not feel guilty. You yeah. do not need to tell your husband this. There is zero percent chance that he hasn't been fantasizing about other people yeah. too. Or if you really want to be bold, you can tell him and be like, "Hey, you know, is you this a role thing play? You do? do you want to yeah, pretend you, you're the guy at the gym?" Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's like there's, there's a, a hot guy at the gym. Yeah. Let's make you that guy. Yeah. Fantasize on. It's yep. healthy. Yep. Maybe what are the titles of this episode will be Fantasize on. Fantasizing. Fantasizing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Anonymous. Good luck. You don't need it. No luck necessary. Mm -hmm. All right. This next question is from Shay. And there are names in this, but every name has been changed. Dear Shandy, love the podcast. I recently discovered it and have been obsessed with the Q&A episodes ever since. Nice. Your banter makes every episode so fun to true listen to. Shandy. Yeah. No, not a true Shandy. She only recently discovered it, but she can well, still become a, a true Shandy. She's a true Shandy. You don't have to be from the beginning. <laughs> a true Shandy can be born right now. That's this true Shandy's being born every minute. I think your definition of a true Shandy is someone who listens to non-recap episodes. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't want to besmirch people who listen to recaps. Yeah. I just think that someone who like religiously only listens to Q&A's might be, you know, one of the more truer Shandys. A true Shandy listens to every episode. That's Andy. right. I, I, I take back my words. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. I'm a 23 year old from a medium sized city in Ontario, Canada, and have got myself in a bit of a situation. I slept with a friend when I probably shouldn't have. I know I broke the rule of not shitting where you eat, but I would love it if you would hear me out. 
One of my best friends, Alex, also 23, told me he had feelings for me a few months ago and that he wanted to date. I told him I didn't reciprocate the feelings and it was slightly awkward for a week or so, but we moved on from it relatively quickly and it has been normal ever since. He says he no longer has feelings for me. Last weekend, a bunch of us went out for drinks. (laughs) Did you say bullshit? Yeah. That's like, he's like throwing cover. It's like, my, no, I have no feelings for you anymore. (laughs) It is funny when that happens. It's like, oh, a few weeks went by. It was kind of awkward, but like those feelings just disappeared. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Just vanished. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just no more feelings. Hey, by the way, just a reminder, I have no feelings for you. (laughs) Oh, hey, I have no feelings. It's like texting at 3 a.m. I have no feelings. Just want to make sure you remember. Last weekend, a bunch of us went out for drinks. We were out late. There was a snowstorm and I didn't want my friend Dan to walk home alone drunk in the snow. So I said he could crash at my place. Mm. Dan is 25 and best friends with Alex since they were kids. One thing led to another and Dan and I ended up kissing. We talked about it and decided that it was best to pretend it didn't happen and just move on. But two days later, we ended up sleeping together. (laughs) Not the best showing of my self-control. <laughs> to make matters worse, Dan used to date Katie, 24, who is also part of the friend group. Oh dear. Katie lives in another city and we aren't super close, but close enough that I would send her a happy birthday message. Hmm. The breakup between Dan and Katie didn't go well. They don't speak and most of the friend group got stuck in the middle of it. There's a running joke that everyone gets one chance to mess up the friend group. Maybe this is my moment. Huh. So I felt bad about sleeping with Dan for fear of potentially hurting Alex or Katie, but the sex was great and I love spending time with Dan. Mm. I don't think I could imagine it turning into a full-blown relationship. I'm moving to Europe in about six months and was planning on spending the rest of my time here prioritizing friends and just casually dating whoever. Dan is generally more relationship-oriented, but says he's open to something casual, even though he's never done anything like that before. Neither of us want to jeopardize our friendships with each other or the group. Actively avoiding telling Alex that Dan and I slept together feels wrong, even though if I were casually hooking up with anyone else, I wouldn't feel obligated to tell him. I know he no longer has feelings for me. But I am still worried that this might hurt his feelings, Mm -hmm. especially since this has happened before. Katie and Alex were originally friends. Alex had a crush on Katie. Then Dan and Katie ended up dating for a few years. I think I feel less obligated to Katie since we aren't as close of friends, but perhaps I'm not taking her into consideration as much as I should. Dan's position is that we don't know if this will even go anywhere, and telling Alex might do more harm than good if this fizzles out in a few weeks anyway. But he's happy to talk to Alex if it makes me feel better. For the sake of bookkeeping, everyone I've mentioned is single. I love this email. It's it's like, no, 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 no. It's like one of those serial killer walls. (laughs) You got all the rubber bands detaching things. Should I just let this go and not rock the boat while I'm only here for another six months? If I continue hooking up with Dan, should we tell Alex? This seems like an overly complicated mess that I could just avoid, but I don't want to regret missing out on something good. Thank you, Shay. Hmm. So the big question is, do I tell my friend that I slept with our other friend? Should she tell yeah, yeah. Alex that she slept with What about with Dan? Katie? Is Katie? She said she feels less of an obligation to Katie because yeah, they're not I as mean, close. I mean, she sends her a birthday message. I, send a, I literally send a happy birthday to Daniel Day-Lewis every year. <laughs> He's a fine actor. He deserves it. Okay. Do you have thoughts? I do have thoughts. And my thought is simple. I don't think she needs to say anything. I completely agree. You know, she says, one of my best friends, Alex, 
It really comes down to how close she is with, with Alex and if he found out from someone else. I, I Alex Alex dug his own grave because he said very clearly in mm-hmm. a legal document, <laughs> I no longer have feelings for you. Yeah, it's true. By him saying that, she's well within her right. She has it's- a ironclad piece of proof <laughs> that she didn't need to tell him about her thing with Dan. Yeah. And if he does find out, it's like, it's a big deal. It is funny that initially that's what you focused on. Like you were laughing about that, about him having said, I no longer have feelings for you. Now, now he has to honor that. Yeah. If he no longer has feelings for her, then why does she feel obligated to tell him about her relationship with his friends? Who's is, are they close friends? I didn't quite get that. She says one of my best friends, Alex. And then Dan Dan and Alex have been friends since they were kids. Yeah, but why hasn't Dan told Alex? It's his job, well, not hers. She, she, she said that Dan has agreed that if it would make her feel better, he's happy to talk to Alex. I think I honest can I can <laughs> she I, really did shit where she eats. She too. shat where she ate, yeah. but like if you're eating at a dinner table, yeah. she shat like on the floor next to the table. Mm-hmm. She didn't shit on the table. Would you think she didn't shit on the table because she's leaving in six months? She didn't shit on the table was the guy said he had no feelings for her. Yeah. And that's enough. She shot in a place where you can still smell it. You're eating and you're like, <laughs> this is not a good atmosphere to eat dinner. But I don't feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I would feel differently if she planned on staying where they all are and they were kind of dating. Yeah. You know, they started to see each other. But it sounds like this is pretty casual unless she's downplaying it for the sake of this email. No, I think she's Canadian. She's being honest. I think, <laughs> are I think are Canadians more honest? Canadians tell it like it is. Yeah, I think that because she's leaving, this can just be a little blip. Yeah. And she can go off and live her life. You know, they're so, they're young. Life is going to happen. They're going to meet other people. Things are going to get more serious. If down the road things do become more serious i do think that oh it's really a matter of how serious it is i completely agree Mm -hmm. as long as it's totally casual and like whatever no big deal if it does get to the point where they're like okay maybe we like they're like sleeping at the same apartment like three times a week then then they gotta i think they gotta come i think i think it's his burden not Mm. hers i think he needs to tell his close friend about what's happening the other thing i think Shay, you should bear in mind, and hopefully you haven't already done this, is I really don't think you should tell other people in the friend group because I think what can make this become a little more unethical is if everyone in the friend group knows. No one should know. No one can know. If you tell anyone, it's like sharing, it's like bringing gum to a third grade class. Yeah. You got to share with everybody. Can't chew gum alone. I mean, this is a rule. Is it gum? Is this still a rule? Is gum the thing? That's when I was a kid. That's everybody said. It was like a standard line. I bring gum. I start chewing gum. You're not allowed to chew gum in my school, at least when I went to school, like elementary school. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to chew gum either. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Sign of disrespect. It's just something about gum chewing. Teachers do not like chewing gum. And when you get older, you realize that. Who cares? Yeah. You're just chewing gum. Yeah. I can think better when I chew gum. They should have all kids chew gum. <laughs> but anyway, if you bring gum to class, the teacher says, do you have gum for everybody? And you're always like, no, I don't have gum. I have gum for like five people. You want me to give all my gum away? I don't care. I'll give it away. My point is, is that if she tells one person, she's got to tell everybody. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Keep it a secret. Keep mm-hmm. it contained with yes. Dan. And if it does become more serious, have Dan tell Alex. 
That's the way it's done. Totally agree. I think there's two reasons for that. The first is it's just not fair to Alex. No. <laughs> to keep looking at who's who. It's a lot of people. Yes. I think it's not fair to Alex if everyone knows the secret and is keeping it from him. And also, just from a practical standpoint, like not even considering morality, people just love to talk. Yes. If there's one thing, loose lips, you cannot trust someone else with your secret the way you can trust yourself with your secret. And you know what? When you put something out in the universe, it has a way of just organically, it's like, you know, like in Jurassic Park, where they're like, You know, somehow, even though there's only male dinosaurs here, somehow there's going to be another dinosaur born. And sure enough, there was. It's very similar to that. Direct parallel. Exactly. I think it might have actually been all female dinosaurs. It would make was more it all sense. female dinosaurs? It would make more sense. In Jurassic Park, was a all female females? would have to have a uterus and get pregnant somehow. It doesn't make any sense. It's all yeah. They were all female dinosaurs. <laughs> and what's his name? The actor you like, the guy, the guy you have a little crush on. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, no surprise. Look at me. But I have a big crush on Jeff Goldblum circa Jurassic Park. Yeah, not not now. Yeah, Jeff no, Goldblum. circa Jurassic. I'm allowed to have a oh, past tense. I yeah. totally respect that yes. crush. Mm-hmm. But my point is, Jeff Goldblum warned everybody. He warned them. He said Goldblum was warning them the whole time. He said, "Nature finds a way." Yeah, and nature does find a way when information is out there in the ethosphere. Yes, it will somehow find a way to replicate mm-hmm. so just keep it with dan until it gets more serious if it gets more serious tell dan listen i think you should talk to alex keep the channels very tight mm-hmm. do not let the information out there. yeah as much as you might be tempted to yeah especially if the sex is good you want to tell your girlfriends like oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah amazing. and also you want to get their advice should i tell alex blah 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 no no no, no advice yeah no telling no kissing and telling yeah enjoy what you have with dan to a point yes if it gets more serious Take it to level two. Yeah. All right. I think we answered this one. I do. Shay, I don't know whether to congratulate you or scold you for the the shitting next to the table where you eat. Yeah. (laughs) Also, if the guy's name is um, Adam or maybe Andy even. Yeah. She can go with a Shandy for for the couple. Her name's not Shay. Oh, her name's not Shay. I mean, she went by Shay, but her name isn't Shay. Oh, I forgot that. All the names were changed. All the names are fake. Yeah. Yeah. But that was cute that you thought of that. Yeah, she picked good. Shay is an interesting. Alex and Daniel are very basic. And Katie. Yeah. Super, like, the most standard names. But where'd you get Shay from? <laughs> this is a little weird. I love that. She gave away. herself the coolest name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, my name is Jezebel. And John, Jake, and Joe are my friends. <laughs> Okay, I think we answered this one. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Shay, c- congr- enjoy. Enjoy the sex. Yeah. Unless you've started telling people, in which case, I think the ethical thing to do is tie up loose ends. I agree. Because it's going to get out. Oh, yeah. Just like Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, Andy, I have never been a master at dressing for mid-season. Yeah, you always get very stressed out about I do. That. You, you've heard me. I'm like, I don't know what to wear. I have a hard time when it's just transitional. Yeah. It's like, I know how to dress for winter. I know how to dress for spring. But I don't know how to dress for these weeks in between. And that's why I am such a big fan of Faherty. 
because their styles, not only are they unbelievably high quality and is the company family owned, but they really understand the mixing and matching of dressing for that transitional period in between seasons. I'm transitioning right now. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so Andy right now is wearing an oatmeal knit sweater mm-hmm. by Faraday. I mean, I have a lot of Faraday pieces, but I just also love how one piece can be your entire outfit. And in this case... I have a tropical print boiler suit. How often do you see something like this? It's pretty great. Yeah. Their stuff is innovative, but also classic. It's timeless. I have an entire outfit in one piece. I also feel that way about my cream corduroy overalls by them. They just have great stuff. There are some things that I wear that I like that I know have a like a very short lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like the more I wear, they get pilly, they start getting thin, they start getting a different texture, they start fade. Like this has the feel like it's got time on its side and it does because you've had that sweater for actually quite a while it still looks brand got a new. lot of wears in and it feels still brand new yeah and faraday's so confident in their clothing that they have a lifetime quality guarantee amazing they will literally fix or replace your clothing f- forever forever let's think about that for a second we live in this fast fashion world now you think I was going to say the store where things are cheap Uh as an example, but everyone knows all the stores I'm talking about. You think any of them have a lifetime quality guarantee? 14 days if you're lucky. 14 days to return it if you're lucky. Yeah. They make their clothing with love. Mm -hmm. TLC. (laughs) So head to FaradayBrand.com and use code Shandy at checkout to snag 20% off all your spring staples. That's code Shandy at Faraday. F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com to get 20% off. Andy, is there anything quite as archaic as a toilet that is, by the way, a marvel? The toilet itself is a marvel. One of the great inventions of all time. It's incredible. But a toilet that does not have a bidet affixed to it. It has all this running water, yet you are using dry toilet paper to wipe your derriere. I've been pondering this for ages. Yes, it makes Don't no sense. It. it does not make any sense. We're so advanced in some ways and yet so living in the past in others. Yeah, maybe people, it's for, it's for nostalgia's sake only. What is for nostalgia's Toilet paper. <laughs> it reminds people of the old days. It's like, oh, it's nice. Toilet paper. How quaint. And that's why we love the Hello Tushy so very much. Mm-mm-mm. The Hello Tushy bidet is a bidet that you affix to your existing toilet with no special plumbing needed. And basically you turn your regular plain Jane toilet into one of those fancy Japanese ones that also sprays you. To be frank, it's uncivilized it not to have this. Is. In the most literal definition of civilization. Yes. Why would you use antiquated technology? If you have the choice. If you have a choice. And we do have a choice because the Hello Tushy bidet exists. And with a bidet, you use up to 80% less toilet paper. And toilet paper is not cheap. Oh, it's more expensive now than ever. It's one of the probably most expensive things you put in your grocery basket. And that's also good for the environment. So we want all of our listeners, the Shandies, to have clean bums. Go to hellotushy.com slash Shandy to get 10% off plus free shipping. Tag us and at HelloTushy on social media so we can celebrate your clean bum with you. That's hellotushy.com slash Shandy for 10% off. All right. This next question is from S. Hi, Charlene and Andy. Uh-oh. She wrote Dear Shandy and then Hi Charlene and oh, Andy. So that's, it makes it okay. That's yeah. totally fine. Well, it makes it means that she's aware that her names are actually Charlene and Andy because I I do think that some people out there still think that one of us is named Shandy. Well, several people have called me Adam this week. <laughs> yeah. I have been a fan of the pod since its inception and feel a bit silly writing in with this question, but here goes. 
I, S, 29 female, have been dating my boyfriend, W, 38 male, for about six months. We live in New York City and we're both lawyers. The start of our relationship was a bit rocky, but since the early hurdles, we have built a solid foundation and I feel good about this relationship potential since we have overlapping values and life goals and are both very much into each other. However, my question today is about something a bit different. He lives on the Upper West Side and I live on the mm. Upper East Side. Ooh, mm. he's a neighbor of ours, Andy. Mm. His apartment is much nicer than mine. It's bigger, more nicely furnished, and significantly more comfortable. And for the past several months, I've been staying over for about five to six nights a week. Oh, wow. He likes her. Oh, yeah? That's a heavy amount of time. I mean, she's got a toothbrush there. <laughs> for sure. A toothbrush? She's got like three different toothbrushes. <laughs> She's got floss. She's got toiletries. Yeah. Her creams. All the creams. She's got everything. Everything's there. She's moved in. She lives with him. We enjoy spending time together, especially since we have busy jobs and sometimes unpredictable work schedules. I even have my own key to his place, and it feels as if it's starting to become my own second home. However, in all caps, I do not sleep well there because Uh he talks and moves in his sleep a lot. Oh, he like talks not to her. He, he talks, talks in his, in his sleep. sleep. Yeah. This is increasingly becoming an issue, which is why I am writing in. I am a somewhat light sleeper, and sleep is very important to me. Without a good night's sleep, I am extremely low-functioning and not myself. When I get several bad nights of sleep in a row, I am barely able to get through the day. Back when my boyfriend and I first started sharing a bed together, I observed that he moved a lot and could be fidgety in his sleep. Hmm. I mentioned it to him and he had no idea. That alone didn't bother me too much. It would sometimes wake me up, but not often. However, the past month or so, he's begun talking in his sleep. I initially found it pretty endearing since he'd say something funny or cute that he was dreaming about. I've started to find it less endearing (laughs) when I now get awoken by his sleep talking three, four, five times a night, sometimes more. There have been a few occasions where he'll even tap me in his sleep too. Sometimes on my shoulder, but also sometimes on my head, as if his <laughs> sleep self is trying to get my attention before he says something. Wow. He has no recollection of doing anything like huh. this. The moving, the tapping, or the talking. He usually stays asleep the entire time and later will find it hilarious when I tell him about it in the morning. To be fair, he usually does say funny stuff. However, this is increasingly becoming an issue. I find myself exhausted all the time. My job performance is suffering and I have no energy for activities with him or with friends. I am in a state of perpetual fog and crankiness. How do I go about dealing with this? I really cherish all the time we spend together and had been seriously considering moving in together when our leases are up in the summer. But this sleep thing is taking a toll on me and making me think maybe this is not sustainable. I don't know how to approach a conversation about this and I don't know of any solutions. I feel bad since this is something he doesn't have control over. Charlene and Andy, do you have any advice on how to approach this topic and any potential solutions in mind too? I appreciate you both and I'm curious on what, if anything, you both have to say on this. Thanks in advance and sweet dreams, S. Separate beds. (laughs) Is there another answer? Yeah, I think there's, this is sort of like a twofold answer and obviously we're not sleep experts I don't no know but i am a, i am the guy in this, that this yes. relationship uh, yeah s i am also s and i am you in our relationship yeah. in that i'm a light sleeper a very, very light sleeper yeah, watchdog yeah and i don't function well when i don't get a good sleep mm-hmm. and you snore i do and it's actually been absolutely an issue in our relationship, which is one of the reasons I chose this question, because I feel like if it happens to us and it happens to us, it happens to other people out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think an overrated thing in this world 
that people put too much emphasis on is this idea of you sleeping in the same bed You've every night. You've taught me this. Like I used to think like, oh, it's so sweet. You cuddle up with your loved one and you... After a while, it's just like, you know, you know what? I just want a good night's sleep. I, I see you every day. Yeah. We cuddle other yeah. places. Yeah. We're talking. We're touching all yeah. the time. I don't need to be wrapped up in you. Yeah. Sleep that, time does not need to be together time. It to doesn't. Me. Sleep as time is like a, it shouldn't be. Yeah. This is a decree. I've always been like this, though. In all my relationships, it's like you can cuddle, whatever. And then when it's time to actually go to sleep, you turn out the lights. It's like. Whoosh. Yeah. I've always been like that. Like, do not touch me. I need to sleep. Do no, not touch me. You taught me. You're very, it's, it's brilliant. I, I learned from you that sleeping together is not necessary. For some people, but those are people I think who don't have a hard time sleeping. Look, if you have like serious anxiety, like you're going through a horrible time, you know, maybe you can make an exception. Mm-hmm. You know, you sleep, you do a little spooning and you comfort yeah. them. But honestly, like if you sleep better without a person in there. I think Generally so. speaking. Yeah. I mean, some people. And of course, we're talking New York City. Maybe you don't have the luxury of another bed or a couch. You yeah. got a couch. I'll put it this way. When we travel and we get Airbnbs or hotel rooms, I always make sure there's a separate bedroom and that the sofa has a pull out Mm -hmm. because yes i can sleep with you sometimes but many times i cannot and i have been known in the middle of the night to go out and open a futon and sleep there yep and i don't take offense no i wish it was different no and there are other times where if like i have a performance the next day and i have to make sure i sleep i kick you out i'm like i'm sleeping in the bed tonight you're going over here you know it's it's a matter of just functioning to your highest ability yeah it's not a big deal what i would also say is that if she offers she's like listen you know I'm sure they've talked about this. It's not something they haven't discussed. I'm not sure. She kind of made it sound like, how should I bring this up? Oh, really? Well, she said. Oh, wow. That's crazy. She should. Do you have any advice on how to. Oh, how to approach this topic? I don't know how to approach a conversation about this. Okay. No, easy. First, first you say. No, this this is is easy conversation. Okay. Actually, I'm almost perturbed by the fact that she hasn't brought this up. Yeah. What's she doing? She, what's she waiting for? It's a funny, it's a funny thing to bring up. She could, she'd be like, you, do you, you know, you, you make, you say funny things in your sleep, right? Yeah. Well, it sounds like he, he knows that part, but I just want to make sure that she doesn't feel uncomfortable bringing it up to him. What's she, she sh- maybe I'm reading into it too much. No, I'm totally reading This is it. an easy one. She should say one night, listen, like I'm really not sleeping well. I'm going to sleep on the couch. Mm. I assume there's a couch there. I don't think she needs to be so delicate. She can be like, look, you talking in your sleep and tapping me and everything is a problem. I actually think the first order of business, sorry, I just steamed rolled your advice, is to make it clear that this is not just about you being a light sleeper, but he maybe could work on, you know, maybe go to a sleep clinic, go to a specialist and just might as well try. If you're going to embark on a life together very possibly, then you want to know. Mm-hmm. You want to know if it's maybe this would be an easy fix yeah. if he just did something different before he went to sleep, if he took extra melatonin or something. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this, and I'm sure I'll be told by many shandies how wrong I am and how this can't be fixed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worth exploring, just as you have explored many options for your snoring, and some have helped and some haven't. But yeah. you know, you, we now have a CPAP next to the bed because of your snoring. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know, maybe even just a sharp kick once in a while might might solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. So as you know, I don't know how qualified we are to give you advice on this, except to say, I personally think the whole idea of sharing a bed, you know, we're raised to think, oh, they sleep in separate bedrooms. There, there must be something wrong in the relationship. That is bullshit. No. 
I'm sorry. If you two of you sleep together every night, you're just lucky that you can sleep well enough that it's not a problem or that mm-hmm. you're both quiet enough that it's not a problem. Yeah. Truly, that's honestly, that's what I think it is. I completely agree. Yeah. I think if you don't sleep together well, don't sleep together. Yeah. It has no impact on your relationship. Yeah. None. As a matter of fact, it will make it better because you'll get a good night's sleep and you won't resent him for screwing up your day. To give you perspective on this, S and all Shandies, I would say I sleep in the same bed with you 50% of the time. At best. At best. At best. And that might be shocking to some people, but it's absolutely true. I sleep way better when I'm not next to And it to honestly you. doesn't bother me. No. It's just, a, that's function time. Yeah. It's not, a, we don't have to be together 24-7. Yeah. yeah. I think she's going to realize that she's like, oh, whoa, it's actually being in a relationship and sleeping by myself is the best. <laughs> <laughs> if this is a potential lifetime relationship, mm-hmm. it might be worth going to the store yes. and getting a comfortable yeah. sofa. Otherwise, you're going to be sleeping at your place a few more nights a week than yeah. One. <laughs> it could it could snowball. You could have this could eventually destroy the relationship. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. I possible. think so. I mean, I think sleep's very you important. Can't let that happen. All right. I hope we answered that one somewhat. Yeah. To the best of our ability. We're not pretending we're experts. I, I, we're maybe not, you know what? I'm sure there's a Shandy out there that who really knows what they're talking about and is maybe a sleep clinician. Yeah. I mean, look, there may be a solution to talking in your sleep medically. Yeah. But I know that we're right if there isn't. <laughs> All right, S, good luck. I feel you. I really feel you on this one. Yeah. This next question is from a sexually frustrated would-be homewrecker. It's a beautiful name. (laughs) Dear Shandy, as a fellow half-Asian and reluctant bachelor addict, I have long adored you, Charlene, and your sharp and compassionate takes on the elaborate torture device that is America's longest-running reality dating show. (laughs) Thank you, a sexually frustrated would-be homewrecker. (laughs) Is there an acronym <laughs> we can use for that? A-S-F-W-B-H. So we'll just call her homewrecker. As, we'll call her homewrecker, even though she's just a would-be homewrecker. Homewrecker. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you, homewrecker. <laughs> it sounds bad without the would-be in front of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's true. As sad as I was to see your flair and pretty panda recaps come to an end, getting to know Andy through this podcast has also been a treat. Aww. Thank you for giving us a chance, Thanks. homewrecker. Yeah. Home record. <laughs> Last summer, I accompanied my college roommate and his new girlfriend on a week-long camping trip in a national park. So that I wouldn't be a third wheel for the week, my friend also invited his childhood bestie, Nate. We are all in our late 20s. I had never met Nate before, and we both had heard about each other many times over the years through our mutual friend. The chemistry was immediate. And because one half of our camping crew was a very fresh couple in the throes of of new relationship bliss, Nate and I ended up spending much of the trip together, just the two of us. No phones, no Netflix, no work, just bird watching and stargazing and tree climbing. Oh, that sounds magical. Yeah, that's that's a good time. His girlfriend is a few years younger and currently living on the other side of the country from him for a year-long career opportunity. They had met just a few weeks before her moving date and decided to give long distance a try. Several months into his LDR, Nate seemed incredibly unhappy. He expressed to me that she was constantly stressed, rarely called, and when she did, only wanted to talk about politics or how much she hated her job. Their in-person visits since her move had been nice, but he felt like she was emotionally cut off and there was no room for him to discuss his emotional needs. On top of this, his girlfriend is a virgin and he is not. 
While he told me he was happy to take the physical side of things as slow as she felt comfortable with, she had accused him a few times of only being interested in sex. Mm. I could tell this really hurt him, and I did my best to reassure him that he is not a bad person for wanting to feel close physically and emotionally to his girlfriend. After a week of flirting and intense getting to know you in one of the most romantic situations I can imagine, Nate and I finally acknowledged the sexual tension between us during the last night of our camping trip. While we didn't kiss and didn't have sex, there was a lot of mm, cuddling friction. Were it up to me, I would have slept with him then and there. He was the one who imposed the no kissing, no disrobing boundary. (laughs) But let's be real. If I were his girlfriend, I would 100% consider that cheating. Mm Mm-hmm. She's a great writer. She really is. Back to the real world. Nate and I don't live in the same region, so I assumed I wasn't going to see him again. Aside from lustily fantasizing about our romantic week in the wilderness from time to time, I haven't been hung up on him and have been having fun being single and dating casually. By the way, just for for those viewers and listeners over the age of hmm, 45? Uh-huh. This really has the setup of a penthouse letters. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for it. I'm getting reminiscent so about I don't the actually... times when I was like a, a prepubescent oh. 12 year old. Wow. And I would go and like sneak into the magazine stores and read penthouse letters. It was such a hot scene. I mean, I was, <laughs> there's nothing, I, to this day, nothing has ever turned me on more than wow. penthouse letters. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, homewrecker. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I'm not giving her that much credit yet. This <laughs> penthouse letters took it to the next level. Oh, okay. But but uh this is a good this is a good start. Okay. It's a good start. Okay. The cuddling friction got you. Yeah, yeah, you know, it did. <laughs> okay. The tension has been established. Yes, yes. I don't know if the tension's gonna be broken though. Mm. The cord may not be struck. <laughs> We've texted intermittently and talked on the phone a few times, mostly about his relationship troubles. And at one point I told him bluntly, you are miserable. You've already cheated and you should break up with her. Mm -hmm. He responded with a bunch of feeble rambling excuses. She's having such a hard time. He can't do that to her right now. Yada, yada. It has been relatively easy for me not to pine for Nate since because I'm frustrated with his lack of action. While I may have had passing fantasies that he would dump her and be with me, ultimately that's not what I really want. First of all, I'm not interested in a long distance relationship, but even if that weren't an issue, it's a huge turnoff that even after all this time, he still can't see his relationship for the intimacy black hole that it is. (laughs) We haven't been in contact very much lately, and as far as I know, he is still with his girlfriend friend. But it turns out that I have a business trip to the city where he lives next month. When I told him I'd be in town, he got very excited and asked me to extend my trip so we can spend a weekend together and he can show me around. Shandy, here is my dilemma. There's a big part of me that wants to spend a romantic weekend with Nate and fuck his sex-deprived brains out. But there is another, admittedly much smaller, part of me that feels bad about knowingly being the other woman, for a second time no less. Is it wrong or delusional to entertain the possibility that, by sleeping with me, he will finally see the light and leave his unhappy relationship? On the other hand, Nate may do that thing again where he insists we don't kiss so that it's not technically cheating. Eye roll emoji. Do I want to spend the weekend working extra hard to seduce a guy with absurd hangups about his emotionally frigid long-distance girlfriend? 
<laughs> All with the conviction that sex with me would ultimately be good for his emotional well-being. I mean, it could be kind of hot. Last time certainly was. But what if the magic is gone? Would it be wrong of me to sleep with him? Would it even be worth it? What is going on in that sexy, confused head of his? Signed, a sexually frustrated would-be home wrecker. She should wreck the shit out of that home. <laughs> Wreck, wreck it good. Wreck, wreck it good. She's writing into the right podcast because it would be easy to judge her in this situation. No, I'm not judging at oh, all. Oh, no, there is no judging going on. I understand what she's going through right now. No. That's it. Homewrecker. Would be homewrecker. By the way, to make it clear, he already emotionally cheated on his girlfriend. One Hot and kind of yeah. physically. Yeah. So it's not like he's just, you know, she's like forcing herself. No, on and him. it's a little annoying when it's like, but we can't kiss. We can't take yeah, off our clothes, but guy, we are gonna this, dry this, hump each other. It's like, get off your high horse. I dude. couldn't agree. This guy's pissing me off. Is he? He's trying to play both. He's trying to do get something out of both instead of getting what he needs out of home record. Well, what I can't stand is the faux sense of righteousness. Like if you're gonna cheat. Like you're cheating. Like it's a, he cheated it's already, a, yeah. except he didn't get the sex. He got all the cheating without the good thing. Yeah. He feels better about himself. Okay. Yeah. But that's it. Mm -hmm. Homewrecker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the tougher things about being an adult is realizing that ev that you cannot help someone else realize something that they need to realize yeah. on their own. Yeah. Like you can give them all the advice that they need. And it sounds like you've been generous with your time in telling him what would make him happy and what he needs. But ultimately, only he can make that decision for himself. And as much as it might be clear to you objectively what he needs, you don't actually know. And I find it interesting that he's spending so much time talking to her about how bad his relationship is, yet he's still, oh, but I can't do that to her. I can't cheat on her. Oh, we can't kiss. As a great uh, British rocker once said, you can't always get what you want. But if you try, you get what you need. She wants him. Mm -hmm. But what she needs is probably to leave well, him to his own stupid okay, devices. Either she, I think she wants to have sex with him. I don't get the impression she actually wants to date him unless no, she's lying to us. That's what I'm saying. She wants it, but she doesn't need it. Yeah. She gives me the impression of someone who's honest enough to be like, look, I want to date him. But she hasn't said that. In fact, twice she was like, I'm turned off by how non-proactive he is, which... Yeah. I would also feel in her situation. That's why I think she should go in with guns blazing. Come, really? Come, come in dressed to kill. Oh? And just really turn it on. And if he doesn't give her what she wants, just be like, done. And not done that day. Done for good. Okay, so I have a different take on this. All right. <laughs> but I respect that because I think that that's a very human thing to do. And I would not judge you, homewrecker, if you wanted to do that. I just think, you know, some things need to be risen above in life. Like, look, if you show up and he's now single, absolutely, to use your words, fuck his brains out. But if he's still in his relationship, I think you, you should respect that. Mm -hmm. As far as he's respecting that, you know. That's why I say give it one little. No, I don't think she oh. should try to seduce him. Huh? <laughs> I want the end of my penthouse letter. I respect that. And she really wants to do it. I get it. But she's acting like she might never see him again or that, you know, we're all going to die tomorrow. They're still so young. You know, how old was she again? They're all in their late 20s. Okay. I have faith that this relationship is going to end on its own terms. 
with or without you meddling, homewrecker. Oh, wait, wait, why are you shrugging at what I'm saying? I, I'm allowed to move my eyes and shrug without you stopping <laughs> saying what you're thinking. I just think that something should be like, let that unfold as it's meant to without getting involved. It's just not worth it. But maybe the way that's supposed to unfold is with her getting involved. So you think the way that's supposed to end is with her seducing him, him having this epiphany that he needs sex before marriage, presumably. I'm not saying it's supposed to end that way, but I'm saying it may be supposed to end that way. No, I don't think she should seduce him. If he wants to have sex with her and she wants to do it, that's totally different. But I just don't think it's... I know. I'm not saying she should seduce You have to put yourself in the shoes of the girlfriend, even if the girlfriend is XYZ, not emotionally available for her boyfriend. You know, she's only hearing his point of view on their relationship. No one deserves that. I'm sorry. They don't. And look, I am totally not trying to be on my high horse about this because I've been in her shoes and I've totally done things I'm not proud of. But ultimately, if they're meant to eventually consummate this tryst that they've had so far, Mm -hmm. I believe that that will happen one day if the time is right. I just don't think she should try to make him cheat. Then she shouldn't put herself in a position where she's with him at all. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Then why is she going there? Why the Just the fact that they've already had, he's already emotionally cheated on her and now she's going again to like visit and this is, this is hypocritical. The whole thing is hypocritical. Mm. Then stay away from him. Mm. Let him have his relationship. Be like, you know what? You figure this out. I'm going to go do my thing. Let this take its natural course and just spend a little, just create a little distance there just I, for a moment. I understand the temptation. Trust me. I trust me. I understand the temptation to just play with fire a little bit. And I don't think there's anything wrong with going and having a drink or whatever. I just don't think she should actively seduce him. Yeah. But the fact is what you're missing is, is that she is actively seducing him by just being with him alone. They've yeah, established that there's sexual tension like crazy here. And he's emotionally cheated on his girlfriend with her. Yeah. So the fact that she's going to be with him alone is in itself an attempt at seduction. And she knows it. Her name is sexually frustrated, home wrecking, whatever, something. (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm torn on how much of their relationship is a friendship. Oh, come on. This is, this is, no, I won't stand for this. She so is, you think either she goes dressed to kill, seduce him, just do it because just do you want to do it, why or just not this? even see Why him? beat around the bush? Why is he allowing this woman, who he clearly has sexual feelings for, come hang out with him alone? And why is she allowing herself to go and home wreck this guy? She knows what's happening. So what you can't, he knows what's happening. So what you can't stand is the facade. It's bullshit. So you think if they're just going to do it, just do it. Consummate yeah. it. What's the sanctimonious bullshit? It's the, just fucking do it or don't hang out together. Mm. That's what I say. I don't believe for one second that either of them are like, oh, this is a totally adult, mature hangout. We're just, <laughs> just friends. Nothing can happen in here. Yeah. Don't look behind the curtain. This no. is bullshit. I'm going to call this as bullshit. It's a bullshit question. I would no, very well written. No, it's, it's not a, a bullshit, bullshit question. Premise. Oh, the premise that she could it's, go and innocently it, have a this drink is, with him. There's a, there's a false premise here. Yeah. If there is any hanging out yeah. with these two. It's with sexual tension. It is with sexual tension and it is inherently, on his part, emotional cheating. Mm. And I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm dying on that hill. 
And for that reason, I say, if they're going to do it, go hard or go home. And they can go home. But if they're going to go, they're going to go hard. And that's what I say. That's it. You might be converting me over to your side. The all or nothing of it. At first, I was like, what's, you know, they can have a drink, you know, see if the spark's still there and maybe just put a pin in that and circle back if he's ever single. That's where I was coming from with this. That said, I've got to say the times in my life where that's happened, it was never consummated down the road. Okay, but you're different. You've got a real... No, no, no. I'm saying the times in my life where I've been like kind of played with fire and I was like, eh inevitably one of us was in a relationship with someone else later on. It's not like later on we're like, oh, we're both single. Let's do it. You it's know? true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. It's well, just everyone has their lives and their lives move forward and they meet people and they get in relationships and that's just what happens. I guess you're, you're kind of, um, you're making me think that maybe the crime is really them hanging out in any capacity, pretending that it's something that it's this, not. This, there's, there's a chemical situation here. Yeah. It's not a, a carnal sin yet, yeah. but it's, it's, it's pretty kind close. Of close. I'm getting yeah. a little turned on from, from the whole buildup, so it's got to be something. Oh, oh, did it live up to its penthouse It didn't. Potential? Not yet. Of course not. But it's getting there. Okay. I want to see part two. Okay. I don't necessarily want to see that, actually. I want to encourage it. But my point <laughs> Although is- Although you kind of are. I do kind of, selfishly, but <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to think for the Shandies. They're first. But- I will say this. There's a chemical element to this. Mm -hmm. They're addicted to this thing, both of them. Yeah. For example, if I had a friend who was an addicted gambler, Mm -hmm. serious problem, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't invite him to a guy's trip in Vegas. Not because... I don't respect the also, fact that he might be also able to- you con- would never go on a guy's trip I would to never Vegas. go to Vegas for any guys, girls, business. Yeah. I, I'm not a big Vegas fan. But my point is, if I was, mm-hmm. I would invite him, not because I don't respect his ability to be an adult and sort of control himself, because I know that there's a very good chance that he won't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's the same situation here. They know that by getting together, they don't have a choice but to have sparks, there's no choice. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why they want to see each other, obviously, because right, it's so exciting to have that feeling. But if they want to avoid that to be good people, whatever that means, yeah. then don't do it. Wait till this yeah. runs its course. Yeah. And you know how she can have her cake and eat it too? How? And I've said this, this, this operates on many levels, many times. This advice can be given to many situations mm-hmm. is to stay away. Mm-hmm. That way he, she becomes the one that may have you know, ostensibly got in a way yeah. as opposed to the one who's not only home wrecking, yeah. but also right in his face. Yeah. So now he's thinking, oh, wow, she's, she's not here and I kind of want her more. Mm. And now it's really coming home to roost, this feeling I have that I need that. Mm. And she's being a saint. <laughs> Win-win. Yeah. So if she said something like, oh, oh, you're still in your relationship. Well, I'm I don't want to be the other woman in this situation. <laughs> if you're still in your relationship, I don't feel right Ooh, doing it. <laughs> such a high, such a high horse. Beautiful. Bravo. I mean, that really does get her both. It takes some self-control. Like yes. she's going to have to be like, I have to resist my, my desires. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, there's going to be a reward there. She's going to get clarity. Yeah. And she's not going to have committed the first sin. Yeah. So that's it. That my advice is either go in hard, hard, yeah. or go home. And One no, of the two. And really, the person committing the crime in my mind is really him. It's really the hypocrisy that gets me. It's hypocrisy. About him. Yeah. Hypocrisy all around. Yeah. So go a hundred or zero. Nothing in between. <laughs> okay. She'll rest easy. She'll say, "Oh, I didn't wreck a home," which is what she's called. <laughs>
She'll have to change her name to almost home wrecker, but not. Did we really answer that question? I feel like it was a lot of choose your own adventure. Like you can do this, no judgment, but you can do this, no judgment. Well, this is the right thing to do. Like some of our advice is gold star advice. We've done this before where it's like, if you want to really have a clean conscience and, and have a gold star, then I would say back off completely. Yeah. As much as I would like to say that I would be the gold star student who wouldn't possibly meet with him because that would be wrong. If I put myself in her shoes and there's all that sexual tension, all that buildup, he's talked badly or not badly about his girlfriend necessarily, but about, but about their relationship. Mm. And she clearly, clearly wants him in an animalistic way. If I put myself in her shoes, I personally think I would take the non gold star human approach, which is I would probably look cute, go and enjoy the sexual tension, mm, but mm. not go any further. Yeah. If I was her, I'd fuck the shit out of him. <laughs> Just being honest. All right, home wrecker. Go wreck that home <laughs> or don't. Or don't. Take this for what it's worth, this conversation. I think this is more of a conversation. It's a conversation. Than advice. It's not always a clear answer. I don't want to give advice in this situation. I don't either. I, I, I want her to make the choice, mm -hmm. but make the choice very black and white. Mm. Okay. Good luck. It is officially tax season, Andy. Everyone's favorite time of year. It's awful. It's the most wonderful <laughs> time. Yeah. So... The reason I bring up tax season is because that's always a time of year where you're going over all your financials. And for me, I have Truebill to thank for noticing how much money I was bleeding unknowingly, unwittingly on subscriptions that I either had stopped using or had for completely forgotten I had signed up for. You can't possibly not save money with Truebill. Exactly. So in case you're new around here, Truebill is a fantastic app that helps you identify and cancel subscriptions that you weren't even aware of necessarily that you were spending money on. And so you link your existing bank accounts and credit cards to it, and it basically shines a light on it. Yeah, it's like a judgy friend. <laughs> A helpful, judgy friend. Yeah, and very. on average, Truebill users save $720 a year. Average? Yes. That's not one example. We also have to mention how these companies intentionally make it difficult to cancel. That's their whole business model. Yes. They want you to forget. Yeah. And you do. <laughs> and you do. Yes. Truebill to the rescue. Truebill to the rescue. These subscriptions just like, ah, foiled again. <laughs> True bill. And also, it's just so satisfying because those companies want you to forget. So it's just like on top of saving the money, it's free money, really, is the satisfaction of knowing that you're no longer being duped. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Shandy. So go right now, Truebill.com slash Shandy. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. That's Truebill.com slash Shandy. I've decided that one of the joys of adulting, Andy, is mm. having real adult bedsheets. Damn straight. So temperature controlling. So luxuriously soft. Mm, mm. Yes. So of course, we're talking about Cozy Earth. You've heard us talk about Cozy Earth before. They are delightfully soft bedsheets made with viscose from bamboo, making them not only super soft, but also more sustainable. And Cozy Earth sheets have made a huge difference in your life, Andy. No more night sweats. Exactly. Andy is a longtime night sweater. Thank you. I say that with affection. Proud, long time proud <laughs> night sweater. Yes. So this has been a nice change for you because cozy the sheets are temperature regulating. So they manage to, while being snugly soft, manage to also be breathable and cooling. 
They've made a big difference for you. They give you the temperature that you want. <laughs> the temperature that you need. That you need, that you didn't even know you wanted. <laughs> yes. And Cozy Earth Sheets have been on Oprah's Most Favorite Things list for several years in a row now. If Oprah isn't the ultimate adult, because mm-hmm. to bring this back to adulting, I don't know who is. I mean, is there a better seal of approval? No, there is not. If there is an authority that says that things are good, yes. Oprah is as close as it gets. Totally. And they have a 100-night sleep trial, meaning you could sleep on these sheets for 99 nights and decide that they're not for you and send them back. Amazing. That is complete and utter confidence, confidence. in your product right there. So our audience can save 35% on Cozy Earth, but hurry, this offer ends soon. So don't wait. Go to CozyEarth.com and enter code SHANDY to save 35%. That's CozyEarth.com promo code SHANDY. CozyEarth.com. This next question is from Lisa. Dear Shandy, First of all, thank you both for the wonderful podcast and bringing me so much joy during these past years. I was never a Bachelor fan, but became one just so I can have more Charlene and Andy time. Oh, Lisa, thank you. Thank you. That's sweet. Okay, some context for my question today. I'm a 31-year-old single female living in San Francisco, but I'm from Montreal. Canada shout out. Ooh. I've been dating a lot over, what'd you say? Uh, I was just thinking that right away living in San Francisco as a single female is, is, is a rough scene. Is it? Yeah, the ratios are off. Oh. A lot of women in San Francisco. Oh. And a lot of guys who don't necessarily need or enjoy dating women. Oh, okay. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Good food for thought. Yeah. Okay. I've been dating a lot over the past year, ever since getting out of a long-term relationship last January. Mm-hmm. I would say I've been on about 20 or so new dates this year. Good for her. Yeah, Lisa. that's good. That's nice. a good amount. That's mm-hmm. like a date a week. <laughs> Spanning from first date only to a three-month relationship. I've been doubling down on dating because one, I enjoy dating and getting to know new people, but mostly two, I'm ready to find my person, settle down, and have a family. In January, I met someone, Eric, with whom I had an amazing first date. We had drinks, walked around, got beers, and sat in a park for hours. We had a second date two days later. He planned another great one involving a sunset on the beach and a nice dinner. Since then, we've been on about eight dates. Hmm. I like him and he checks all the important boxes for me. Kind, thoughtful, someone with whom I can have intellectual conversations and always up to have a good time. However, there is one thing getting in the way. Uh I'm not very physically attracted to him. Mm. I was attracted to... (laughs) I love your little sound effects. (laughs) It's like little buttons like... "Mm, mm, mm." Most of what I have to say is those sounds. (laughs) I was attracted to him on the first date and I'm not sure what changed. I put off having sex with him for a while because of it. Mm. We finally did have sex a couple weeks back and it was actually great. But then when we're not having sex, I realize I'm still not attracted to him. So it has to be pitch black (laughs) with insertion. Maybe as I get to know him better and get more comfortable with him, the attraction will build. I've dated a couple of people in the past who started as friends and who I wasn't originally attracted to, but then through a set of circumstances, feelings and attraction developed. Mm. This makes me feel like I should keep trying. My question, should I keep going and wait to see if the attraction builds? Or is this a done deal and I should end things and stop wasting both of our time? Really appreciate all that you do. Best, Lisa. This is an age-old problem. Yeah? Yeah, it is. You love a person. Mm-hmm. You really enjoy their time. You have good sex, but you 
during the day when you're just hanging out, you're just like, I don't know if I'm attracted to this person. If I'm totally honest, I have a hard time relating to questions like this because mm-hmm. if I like someone's personality enough to go on eight dates with them, I'm attracted to them. I would say most people fall into that category. Well, but I think it's the term is sapiosexual. Is that what it is? Yeah, you're attracted to the person's mind. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. You, yeah. you're, you're more of a cerebral connection yeah. person. But that's... I think you're you're in the majority, but there is a large minority that I think I can- don't even know if I'm in the majority. I think it's like 50 50 because I know a lot of people, especially girlfriends who have this problem. Oh, I, I'm saying it's like a 64. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> you're 64. I'm not saying it's like 99 one. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. But I think that there was a very large minority, possibly a what do you call it when it's 50 50? A, 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 well, there must be a word for that. Like when you have two 50 50 halves. You could just say half of people. You could, <laughs> but I want a word. I want another word. Yeah. I don't want to use half. You want to make it fancy? So the other half, yeah. which uh, you are, yeah. and then we have this half. So there's yeah. an enor- enormous amount of people who fall into this category. Where do you think you fall? <sighs> um... Oh, don't the ask fact me that, a question. Oh, really? I don't want to answer it. Oh. I, I, I'm ashamed. Oh. <laughs> I'm ashamed. Okay, at least you're being honest. Yeah. In Can I go first in this one? Yeah, go ahead. Just because, you know, Lisa, it just sounds like you have something pretty good here, mm-hmm. you know, and the sex is really good. I can't help but wonder if she's confusing what she always imagined her type to be with attraction mm-hmm. yeah you know it, it's what she wants versus what she needs yeah exactly if you think about needs we're gonna get back to needs and wants i feel like this is our theme one of our yeah, it's a good thing yeah one it's of our dear important. shandy themes but you have someone who you get along with so well and and the sex is great what about him are you not attracted to is he not presentable enough to your friends like do you feel like I say this because I have girlfriends who, when they're like, oh, I'm dating a new guy, one of the first things they'll tell me about him is that he's hot. Mm. And I'm like, why? Why is that? Like, what does it matter to me if he's hot? It's great if you think he's hot, but it's right. it's something else to objectively be like, he's it's not, so It's cute. not a long-term um, no, asset. I no. mean, it's, it's not. No, that's not the right word. It's not a, it's not a long-term glue. No. And no. I think a lot of people mistakenly put it into that that place where yeah. it's like one of the top three things is how he looks and also how presentable he is. It's not even just about how he looks as a package. It's how he looks on your arm. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to, I mean, if I'm way off base, Lisa, just ignore everything I'm saying. I just know that this is common. Look, more than ever before, America to begin with was very image conscious. Yeah. And now it's like hypercharged yes. because of Instagram. And the first thing you think about just instinctively when you date, not the first thing, but you, unless you're a psycho, but one of the things you think about in the first couple of weeks, you're like, wait, I'm going to have to go public with this guy on Instagram. <laughs> and it would be nice if he looked good with me or she looked good with me, whatever. The point is, is that it's, it's not, it's not your fault for thinking that way. I mean, it's just the world, uh, this country has well, made think- you feel that, but, 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 but I will say this. There are some people who need to ask themselves, how important to me is looks? Mm-hmm. And if looks are truly a deal breaker for you, which I am not judging at all, 
Mm. At all. Not one drop of judgment. No. Because it's, you can't control yourself. If it's in your genes to just somehow be like, I need to look at something nice every day that I like and I can't deal with it, even if the guy's a genius and he's wonderful and he treats me like a queen and his family's great. If I can't look at him every day and feel happy, if it's going to bring me down every day, mm-hmm. no judgment, it's a deal breaker. And you have to think to yourself, am I the type of person who will never be able to rest easy with the fact that I'm not physically attracted to this guy. Yes, you can make the case that as I get to know him and, you know, as he becomes, we become more in love, I'm going to be like, oh, you know what? He looks great. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. This is actually what I'm attracted to. Yeah. But that's sometimes unrealistic. It's just in your program. You're like, that's a look I will never like. I don't care how cool or great the person Uh is. And if that's the case, you have to probably cut it. Yeah, but then you have to... The needs, wants thing is still but relevant. Then you're telling them to do that. You're telling them to force themselves. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. If you need a certain look, you need to feel that, you know, he looks good with you. He's presentable. You always want to rip his clothes off. You can totally bump that up to your top three priority list. I'm not saying that like we have to settle. That's not what I'm getting at. My point is what matters? What matters in life? The sex is great. She enjoys spending time with like, I don't, I guess it's hard for me to understand why she's not attracted to him if she gets along with him so well. Am I, is that me just not getting it? I think you're not seeing enough from her perspective. And I, and I'm, I want to make it very clear again. I am not judging. Mm-hmm. We're all human beings. Yeah. She is the type of person who can have good sex with someone, can have great conversations with them, can be like physically attracted to them in certain moments, can actually love them yeah. and want to spend a lot of time with them, but can't get over the fact that they don't like the way they look. Mm-hmm. When they're not having sex, <laughs> which is in the dark, I assume, <laughs> pitch black. And that is okay. No, it's, But I will say this as an addendum to that. Yeah. It's not a good place to be. It's an unlucky trait to have yes. in today's day and age. Yes. Um, again, no judgment. But I would say that if there's any way you can overcome that by really committing to getting to know this person, committing to through meditation or really deep thought of just letting go of these societal pressures to have an attractive mate. I would encourage you to do that. Mm -hmm. And I know it might be impossible. So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair answer. And look, if she gives it three months or something and still can't stand the sight of him unless they're having sex, then quit it. it. It's not going to get better. Yeah. I agree. And which is kind of a shame because total shame. And it's so it's so wrong because what can he do about that? But also she would be behaving like ninety nine point nine percent of men. Yeah. Do we think men are like, oh, well, I'll I'll give it another two months to see if I become attracted to her. No. Well, unless it's a man with great integrity. Larry (laughs) David pointed out. As who? Larry David? Larry David. What episode was that? I don't remember. It was some episode. It was a long time ago. The guy with integrity. Oh, was the guy's like a super good looking guy and his wife is oh. unbelievably unattractive. <laughs> and Larry David sees a picture of his wife on his desk. He's like, hey, you've got, you got integrity. <laughs> this is a good, good episode. Yeah. 
Anyway, I don't know if we really have advice for her. Well, I think our advice for her falls somewhere in between what she was asking, which is either do I just end this now and stop wasting both of our time or do I keep giving it a shot? I say somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Give it a shot. And giving it your best shot doesn't mean just looking at him a lot and hoping that he suddenly becomes attractive. (laughs) I think giving it your best shot means reflecting. Yeah. Lots of reflection. About what it is. Lots of reflection. What bothers you about the fact that you don't find him conventionally attractive is Mm -hmm. it a societal thing is Mm -hmm. it a presentation Mm -hmm. thing is Mm -hmm. it an Mm -hmm. arm candy thing or is it that he's just really not your type i completely agree with you okay lisa hope this helped no Mm -hmm. judgment if that's what you need do it just give it a little extra yeah but do some homework on whether or not it is actually something you need and if it is then bump it up and maybe one day you can have sex on the beach in the middle of the day Maybe part of her homework is having sex with him with the lights on. Yeah. Which maybe they've been doing, by the way. Uh, no? I don't think so. You, don't think, <laughs> you no. think one of the reasons why it's great is because the lights have been off. Yeah, under the covers, lights off. Ah, oh, man. Anyway. I feel for the guy. I feel terribly. Look I, at that. What is he supposed to do? What is he supposed to do? It's yeah. li- Life is just shit. Life is bullshit. It's a, it's a, it's a rigged game. It is a rigged game, but it is mostly rigged for men, so I don't feel that bad for him. <laughs> I'll put it this way. Based on all his wonderful traits, I don't think he would have a problem finding someone No, no, no. I don't else. feel bad. This yeah. guy's going to do fine. Yeah. He just may not end up with this girl. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. This next question is from... She didn't sign who it's from, and her name is here, but I always err on the side of caution, so I'll go with anonymous. Hi, Andy and Charlene. Ooh. Ooh that's, that's a problem. I have a question for a Q&A episode. Background. One, we have been dating for two and a half years and lived together in New Jersey. Two, he was engaged and they had a wedding without ever signing a marriage license. They were together for a total of six or seven years and he started dating me nine months after they broke up. Three, she gave him back the engagement ring. And four, he is very financially responsible. No ages. Anonymous. (laughs) <laughs> he still has the engagement ring and knows I want him to sell it. He spent around 3000 on the ring and now it's only worth less than 1000 He doesn't want to lose that much money and to him, he had it in a lockbox at the bank and just decided to leave it there. Mm-hmm. My question is, should I just accept that we have a solid relationship and be okay with him not selling the ring and just have him leave in, it in a lockbox? Or should I, again, ask him to sell it even if he will only get a couple hundred dollars for it? For him to just get a couple hundred for something he spent a couple thousand on would make him feel he made a terrible financial decision versus just ignoring it and keeping it in the lockbox. <laughs> Thanks. Looking forward to you potentially responding and hearing your thoughts. Oh, this is to me obvious. He's just let him keep the ring. I completely agree. Who cares? Yeah. So uh, this this is a trust no meaning. thing. It has yeah. no meaning. Yeah. I, th- I feel like she's giving the ring more meaning than it needs yeah. to have. Uh-huh. You know, you have a memory. Okay, this is my story. Okay. Andy has a very cute memory box. Hmm. Oh, is this where you thought I was going to go? I mean, go? it's a memory box. It's a memory box. It's very cute. It's made with tooled wood. It has all mm-hmm. this ornate decorations on it. Yeah. And one time when you thought you lost it, you got very upset. And he yeah. was like, where's my memory box? I can't find it. And yeah. he accused me of putting it somewhere. I did. You did. <laughs> I did not. You did. No, I didn't. You didn't? I didn't. Oh, it was me? 
Yeah, I screwed up. It's fine. Right. My mm. point is, he has this memory box, and in this memory box are tickets from like concerts you went to with other girlfriends, or cards from other girlfriends. Like, there's tons from your from your past relationships, your past life. You know, it's mainly not other girlfriends. It'll make you sound like a weirdo. <laughs> It's like maybe one or two my, girlfriends. My, my point is, okay, there's also plenty of other stuff and yeah, plenty from our relationship. But my point is, let him have this ring. I don't think it needs to mean all that much. And it also comes down to trust. Like, do you trust your partner? Oh, yeah. It doesn't need to be so symbolic. And she's, she's giving, she's creating a mountain mm-hmm. out of... An anthill? A mountain <laughs> out of what? What? It's a mountain out of a molehill. Oh. What an anthill. That's cute. <laughs> That's way cuter than a molehill. Is it the expression is making of a mountain out of a molehill? Yeah. That's so cute. An anthill. That's way cuter. I'm tired, okay. I'm going to change it to an anthill. For now, I'm going to say that. Even if people are like, no, it's a molehill. I'm like, no, no, I'm using an anthill. Okay. When anyway. you have a parent yeah. whose first language is not English... I, you end up missing out on a lot of idioms. That's all I'm saying. You are have a, a total free pass on this. Mm-hmm. And as I said, it was adorable. <laughs> so total win there. Anyway, my point is, is she's making this something it's not. She's creating something that's not there. This guy is just frugal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to have a bad investment. He wants one day when old diamond rings go up in value one day when they're like there's a rush on old diamond rings he wants to sell it for a thousand oh so you think he just wants to get better money back? he wants to someday some guy be like i need an old diamond ring where is it and he you know maybe he wants to repurpose it and give it to her one day (laughs) yeah that's that's another that's an issue that's an issue that you can worry about but i don't agree with that necessarily in a different setting diamonds a diamond you're right actually you know what there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Take the diamond, throw it in a different setting. You're good. Yeah. I got no issue with that. Yeah. But I totally respect the fact that he put what he, is a, a good amount of money into this ring mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to get nothing for it. Mm. That's it. He, I promise well, you, I'm I, getting I'm getting a very strong frugality yeah. issue here. Okay. This is not a memorabilia issue. Oh, really? Okay. So I was taking it more as a memorabilia issue, hence my reference to your adorable memory box. She shouldn't look at this any other way than he he bought a stock that went from $100 to $10. And he's like, you know what? I'd like to see if this goes up to $30 before okay. I sell it. I just got the impression that it was a time in his life that he doesn't necessarily just want to throw it away. It's extremely healthy to let your partner have their past and not pretend that it never existed and and to have some sentimentality about that. I think sentimentality yeah. is actually a great trait in a partner. I, I, I love yeah. that you have you still have photos and some little things and trinkets and stuff from your past. It's just their memories. It doesn't yeah. mean that you are lusting after these people. No, it's just memories. Memories yeah. are great. So Bad either memories, you know it's funny. Memories. We're coming at this from two very different angles, but the answer is the same. I feel like maybe a conversation needs to be had between the two of them. They live together. It's been over two years. I actually think a conversation shouldn't be had. Oh, I really? think this isn't worth a conversation. It just sounds very contentious over something so small. I don't really want to, you know, cast any doubt on our, the writer here, mm-hmm. Anonymous. But I do feel like this may not be the only thing of this kind that she's upset about. Like, I feel like this might be a part of a pattern where she's focusing on things that I don't believe matter are critical to this mm-hmm. relationship. Well, if we're to look at it from my standpoint, 
Mm-hmm. So the uh, sentimentality standpoint, to me, this would speak to jealousy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so anonymous. I'm, I'm, we're, I think we're siding with your boyfriend in this one. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you need to make this a mountain. This this tiny little anthill. Yeah, this little anthill. <laughs> this little anthill. Uh, anthill. By by the way, when I was a kid, I stared. I would just sit on the ground with my eyeball like an inch away from an anthill and just watch. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're incredible. It's absolutely amazing yeah. what goes on in yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. And you and so like a rain comes and washes the whole thing away. The next day, they're right back. Oh, the whole thing's rebuilt. Yep. Yeah. They never give up. Tenacity right there. Oh, pff, endless. And ants. Great and self-sacrifice. Movie. Oh, yes. great movie. Yeah. Absolutely great. Common goal. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also meaninglessness. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say humans could learn a thing or two, but yeah, there's uh, also the meaninglessness. Could. <laughs> if, they could, if they could abandon meaning, they'd be much happier. Yeah. But they can't do it. So anonymous, I guess our takeaway with this is maybe if, if it bothers you so much, maybe think about why. I, I, to me, there's a jealousy coming through I, here that is think, not serving your relationship. You are absolutely right. And now I'm actually regretting that we didn't immediately focus on that. Yeah. Because I think this is not the question. Mm-hmm. The question is why? Mm-hmm. If this is just a symbol of things that he's doing that should make her jealous, but she's decided to compartmentalize it into this ring Ooh. and avoid the real issues. Oh. Ooh, that's okay, heavy. Let's, ho- let's hope that's not the case. Yeah. Okay. We're digging a little too far there, but you never know. Yeah. Anyway, jealousy, bad. Ring, <laughs> who cares? Yeah. I do think a conversation could be had because they could get to know each other so much better on this. Yeah. She could it, be like, it makes me feel insecure that you're holding on to this relic from your past relationship. And he could be like, look, you know, it was six, seven years of my life and it meant something to me. I love you. And it's just sort of symbolic of a, of a chapter of my life. And she could be like, oh, okay, now we understand each other better. Like it could be a, a beautiful moment where they become closer. Yeah. Or she could just take the ring, go sell it and be like, look, here's 500 <laughs> bucks. Aren't you happy? <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Anonymous. I think you know, it's a little homework for you. Yep. Think about it. Think. All right, then, Andy. I think then that's a wrap for this Q&A session. It is. Thank you guys for your great questions. I'm mm-hmm. going to put out a reminder because this has been an issue again. It's like every six months I'm going to do this. <laughs> the emails are getting too long. Yeah. It, this, this About six months ago, I was like, shorten your emails. It really is a problem because sometimes we don't use a question simply because of how long it is. So just keep an eye on the length. If you can keep it a little bit shorter, it's just so much more likely to get chosen. And I don't want that to be the reason why it's not chosen. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you. And that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews. Follow us on TikTok. Always forget about that one. And generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. And on that note, that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.